0: This is that once-in-a-lifetime. Hello, Millennial Spaces. It's, you know, the one and only Petty LaBelle back at it again. I hope everybody is doing well. I know it's going rough for a lot of people because being stuck inside, not being able to work. And that comes with a lot of other challenges. So my thoughts and prayers go out to everybody who's struggling right now and is having a hard time. Um, staying inside, just not having a routine that works for them, and dealing with a lot of other personalized and stresses that add up with social distancing, so I hope it gets better. I think the only way for me to think is pretty much positively because motherfuckers we've been through a shit ton of shit so hoping and bringing positivity is the only way that i besides laughter try to cope with this fuckery but um my heart goes out to everybody who's also lost family members and friends and people who are dear to them so thank you for listening and thank you for taking time out of your day um to have a conversation with me, even though we're not fully talking right now because I'm talking to you, but uh just want to say thank you and I pray for you and to some people that may not be a lot, but to me, um, I think prayer can be good for the soul, so thank you again. okay so let's get into it um everybody knows corona quarantine yeah I don't really have want to have a conversation about that because I think we get it too much in the media already and it's not necessary for me who is not uh somebody who works um in the government or somebody who works in the medical field or in the science field to be talking about that because I don't really have the knowledge like that and I'm okay with that and I'm gonna stay in my lane um but yeah it's rough and it's taught me a lot though so we're gonna try to avoid that type of topic yes I did name this quarantine chronicles but and corona chronicles but uh that's the only part of it that I'll probably be talking about. But um yeah, so thank you everybody who's listening. I hope everybody's doing well. And throughout this time, man, I've been learning a lot. I've been learning. I work a lot more than I thought I did. So that really surprised me. I said, damn. So I'm actually putting effort into my job. Shocker. And... Of course, um, since I live in Canada, I'm very privileged. I still have my job, and I have, um, I'm have i working in a field where I'm still needed. So I'm just working from home, and I thank God for that, because not everybody has that ability. But um, when I'm not working, I am Netflixing and chilling the fuck out, because shit, there is... So much to do, but I don't want to do it. And when I finally get off work, I just wanna kind of chill out and not have to work too hard or think too hard. But because of that, I was scrolling through Netflix and um I was like, you know what? Let's watch a show. So one of the shows, fuck, what the fuck is it called? I already forgot and I just finished the show, but one of the shows that I just finished on Netflix is too hot to handle and wow so much to say about this show I don't even know where to start um I felt like I had to finish the whole season though before I fully based an opinion and I've watched the season and I'm like my opinion hasn't really changed so let's get ready to get into it So the show that I got into was called Too Hot to Handle on Netflix and it's pretty much a show based around millennials what is considered hot millennials or attractive people and um, putting them on a pretty much resort looking um, island or whatever and having them be forced to not have sex and the whole idea of it is to um, build meaningful connections without having intimacy, um, such as kissing, um, oral sex or actual sex, whether that's penetration or any other forms that people tend to have. Um, I think, I thought the show was like, uh, okay. I feel like it was hitting off of like certain other shows such as like, fuck, my mind is going to blink now. But, like, the UK show... Oh, y'all know what the hell I'm talking about. I can't remember. How do I not remember the name of that UK show where they couple up and shit? Fuck. Whatever. It just has a similar feeling to that, but, like, the Netflix version. And to make it seem interesting, I guess they tried to take out the sex in the show. Um, and to see how people deal with that. And I think it's very interesting to watch that because... As a millennial, I see that I'm like, not everybody who is a millennial acts like that. No shade. This TV show, to me, looking at it from my perspective, I feel like it made millennials look like we're literally a bunch of animals who just hump everything that moves. As if we do not have a mindset of our own. As if we do not know boundaries, guidelines, rules. As if we have no structure. And as if the only thing we think about is sex. Which, to me, I find really messed up because there's a lot of depth to millennials. And I think they just took a bunch of people that hype up a certain type of, um, I can't that's not lifestyle, that just hype up a certain type of energy, that normalize certain type of demeanors as if that's okay. Um... And I don't think it's fair to say all millennials are like that because that's kind of what I got out of the show personally when I watched it. And it's not to say that millennials shouldn't be having sex. It's not to say that um, sex is not good. Sex can be great. But the whole thing to me is like we are smarter than a lot of people give us credit for. And I think there's nothing wrong with having sex. If that's what you feel comfortable with, that's just okay. But I think it's unfair to make that the only thing that we normalize. Because we're so much, there's so much depth to people in general to have just that function of millennials are only focused on sex and it makes it sound one track minded and very narrow in our thinking. And um, it was just like, There was also this kind of underlying message that um, because millennials are so focused on sex, they don't know how to, specifically the women, don't know how to respect their body. Just because you have sex doesn't mean you don't know how to respect your body or have respect for your body. And I don't understand how those equate to each other. Like, yes, you don't always need sex to connect sometimes yes sex can be good to connect and um I think the way because one of the workshops they did was having girls getting closer to the vagina which is totally dope that's there's nothing wrong with that but I think it was interesting how they made that workshop look and how it was pretty much um these girls were like um I don't give myself enough credit I don't respect myself enough and I'm like that's totally okay if you feel like that personally about yourself and you feel like you want to change that. But to me, the message shouldn't be that. The message should, like... Because it makes it sound like... uh, It just frustrates me because it makes it sound like the reason that you have no self-respect for yourself is because you're opening your legs. And opening your legs doesn't mean you don't have any self-respect for yourself. It just means... You can get horny, and you like to have sex, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think there were so many other things, such as, like... So, these are all strangers, predominantly from different parts of the world. Most of them are UK, though. Or, like, British, Europe, whatever the fuck. Um, get my point. I'm uh, not saying there's anything wrong with those countries, because I know somebody going to try to for me. And these comments. Um, but, and the whole idea is to make deeper connections and hopefully get into relationships and know that you can make um, deeper connections without having sex with each other. And that's totally possible. But we can't all make it sound like millennials don't have self-control as if this idea came from nowhere. What does the media show us? The media normalize certain types of relationships for us. And so a lot of people do tend to take on that rules of what the media shows us. And so, yes, we are we do certain things, but we are also products of our environment. And if our environment normalizes something, we normalize it too. Predominantly, not all the time, but a lot of the time. So I don't think it's fair to put that on millennials as a whole, as if we can't control ourselves, or as if that we, do, we don't know how to have relationships when we do. A lot of us do so that wasn't fair and then let's get to the next point so for the second part that I wanted to talk about um, keep this in mind I'm not stating what happens in order so sorry to disappoint you Um, but this The part that I'm talking going to talk about now happened earlier than uh, the workshop where they talked about their vaginas and stuff like that. This part was like in the beginning with one girl felt attractive to two different guys and they both were friends. And one of the guys was like um, upset that since the other guy and him were friends that the guy didn't state his intentions with the woman that uh, he was attracted to because they're attracted to the same person and I think with a lot of shows like this there comes this entitlement no shade with men and how they feel like I have ownership over this woman if I'm going and trying to get with her which you don't like that's not fair for you to state claim when she ain't yours to claim like that And I'm not saying don't try to date people, don't try to go out with people. I'm saying, who are you to think you should have claim over a person? Also, that's not—that's just very like territorial, and that's kind of disgusting to me because you can't control somebody who's not yours to own. People are people, and not bodies to just collect or just or not just notches on your belt to check off. So I just found that just weird. And then there was another incident where, um, a different different people, of course, um, this woman was with this guy. He fucked up, and he was very manipulative. And everybody just let what he did just not face them, and they were just blaming it on everybody else. And then to, I'm pretty sure it was probably to get back at him more like, yes, seeking for attention, as she had s- stated in the show. Um, she got with somebody else and then she felt bad because she was still had feelings for the first guy. And then she broke it off with the second guy. And the first guy goes to the second guy and says, it's not fair of you to have done this to me. You couldn't have liked her like that. You couldn't have told like, why didn't you tell me? I thought we were friends. What the hell? What is with this territorial bullshit? It doesn't make sense. It's not necessary. She's not yours. You can't claim somebody who's not yours and who don't claim you. Like, you're not in a relationship. You're not married. What is the need? Like, I feel like in society, we have normalized so much, like, taking claim over a woman, which is not necessary. Why can't she claim herself? Just... Food for thought. Why can't she claim herself? And it's just... I'm not... This show has got me, like, annoyed. But I'm, like... I'm also trying to think of the positives about this show. To, like, feel, like, well-rounded when it comes to thinking about this show. So... I think as a, the show as a whole does have, of course... I'm not going to be a negative Nancy and only be like, oh, this is fucked up, this is fucked up. Let's talk about some positives. I think it is positive that um, one of the workshops... Um, pretty much all of the workshops focused on um, having just healthier... Whether it's interpersonal relationships with other people or with yourself or... Um, whatever identity you identify as, that's very important and everybody should try to work on being more comfortable with themselves and who they are as a person because that has a great possibility to help or hinder your relationships in the future and I think it is important for men as a whole to um, be reminded that it's okay to be emotional and that it's okay to express your feelings and Um, everybody should be able to express their feelings. That shouldn't be an issue with anybody because feelings are important. They are what makes us human. At least they're one of the things that makes us human. And if we don't actually tap into feelings that we can access, we're not fully living to our full potential, I feel. So that was a really good thing, um, them doing workshops like that to help focus on building personal relationships but I feel like uh, I'm not even gonna say a but because then that's gonna contradict and take away from that good yes that was good slow clap for you I can't clap because my phone is in my hand but there you get my point um but yeah that's that's the only good I really found in the in rela- in the epi- in the show. But, you know, actually, there was one more thing. I think it is important to talk about sex and be comfortable with talking about sex. But I don't think... Um, no buts, no buts. We're going to stay positive in this section. My bad, my bad. Um, I think it's good to talk about sex as a society because we don't do that enough. And um, uh, it makes it sound like sex is taboo and te- sex should not happen um sex is wrong in a way so that's another good thing about uh sex and having women talk about their sex drive is important because it's not only men that get horny and women should be able to feel comfortable to talk about it or to choose to not talk about it people in general should be should feel comfortable to have a choice and i think that's important um for people to have that Different perspective. So look at the positives. Positive 101. All in all, there are some positives of the show, of course. Um, I was prone to see more negatives than positive because it normalized one type of body type that was acceptable and. a lot of other toxic traits that uh, society normalizes as good, but um, it's interesting to see what society sees and how they see millennials. So that is fascinating because I myself, as a millennial, see millennials very differently than we are portrayed. And it makes us, and I feel a lot of the time when we are portrayed, we are portrayed in a way that's very vain and self-centered and as if we do not care about others around us or even the planet. And I think um, we are better than that. We are better than what people um, tell us we are. And we make amazing things happen. We can do and will continue to do amazing things So. I think millennials are complex and we're just as complex as every other generation and I think that's a good thing and I think that our complexity brings a different sense of depth towards the way we interact and will impact other generations whether that is prior to us or um, before or after as a whole. Of society. And I think that's important. And that's good. Because different can be very good. So that was that for that episode. For this episode. But for that TV show. I will keep you updated on my... Quarantine and chill. My uh, Corona Chronicles. Because don't worry. I got a lot more TV to binge. And I got a lot more content to get out. I'm working on it. Slowly but surely. We gonna get somewhere. Hopefully. Soon. And um, it was good doing this again. I thank you to all my listeners. If you have any comments or Shit that you would like to message me about. uh, You can message me on my Instagram. At Millennial Spaces. Or you can uh, message me on Twitter. At Millennial SPAC2. And yeah. Thank you for listening. I hope y'all have a great weekend. And a great week ahead also. And. Till next time. This is. Millennial Spaces. You are listening to Petty LaBelle, and I'm out. Peace. This is that once in a lifetime